It's obvious. We're being let down by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media are distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the real concerns of American families. Countries we're at odds with are hoarding food, financial systems are strained, and supply chains remain too fragile. We can tell something is coming, so we're preparing. Folks are getting into self-reliance and investing in emergency food storage. And My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, makes it easy for you to have peace of mind knowing you're prepared. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. And while you're there... Stock up on water filtration, heirloom seeds, and emergency gear, too, at MyPatriotSupply.com. It's time to prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Ladies and gentlemen from the Microsoft Theater here in downtown Los Angeles, brought to you by Sean Porter Promotions, live from Los Angeles. It's time for the main event of the evening. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? Energy today. Not what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, I'm hype. I'm big hype. Shut up. Yeah. Let me do this. <laughs> Give me my moment. I also warned. I off the record or on the record, I warned of this last. Let week. me do this. Because <laughs> I was prepared. To look good. Hey, hey, that boy clean though. I was prepared hey, today. Clean, I was prepared that. today. That boy Because I knew football was back, y'all. I knew football was back. Hey, he wanted to watch football, but also stand with Cap. Check him out. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is a result of what my Browns did not do today. So oh, okay. this was planned. This was not planned, okay? All right. All football right. was back. Is back. Yeah. And we all knew it. Like Thursday. I'm like, my energy was on another level on Thursday. For football, two teams I don't really even care about. Yeah, that's true. Patrick yeah. Mahomes doing his thing. We went, we've been through a lot, man. We need sports. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and Watson doing his thing as well. So Thursday was the game to watch. However, for me and y'all know me, Cleveland is my <laughs> thing. The Browns are my thing. Now let me say this: I, when you are a Browns fan, let me make this clear: when you are a Browns fan, you have this level of of optimism. If that's even a word, it is. It is right. Every you have to, year, you have to you have to be optimistic, day in and day out, every Thursday, every Sunday, every Monday, for for the the best to happen. Which again, you're playing against the Ra- the Baltimore Ravens, so I understand. But at the same time, it's my Cleveland Browns. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so man. if y'all don't understand, just pick something that you love. Day in and day out, and that's where I am but with think, the Cleveland but Browns. It, it also has to be something that you love that pretty consistently lets you down. <laughs> like it can't be something There's really that you love, not much like, out there, right? Like it can't be like your grandma's cooking because it's good. Yeah, and it's always good, yeah. and you love it. Yeah, this is like you love it, but it's often gonna. Let I you had down. a car like that at one point in my life. True, I had two cars like that yeah. at, at two points in my life where I loved you. But my whole way home, I was cussing you out, yeah. you smoking. That's it. And, and it's rough. Yeah. But once we get home, that's it. It's like, all right, I'm gonna see you later because I got to. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's how I am about the Browns. And um they got me clean today. They they let me go, they let me down. So up top ain't the way I really wanted it to be. But nevertheless, welcome to the Porter Portaway podcast. I am your official uh host, 
of hosts Showtime Sean Porter, two-time world champion alongside my boy Carson Merck, Carson A. Merck, and Anthony B. Anthony B. over there. Hey, it's Breno. Where my camera at? Where my camera at? This guy right here won't disrespect my last name. So with this being more of a boxing podcast still at this point, however, again, football coming back, I did want to do some honorable honorable mentions before we move forward into boxing. I did mine for the Browns. You got one? Yeah, I, mine wouldn't be team specific. I guess mine would be overall the old quarterbacks kind of fading out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of happy about that, to be honest with you. Because everybody about, made noise today, though. Who did? Uh, uh, Brady uh, lost. Uh, Rogers? Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he, he Rogers, made noise today. I still don't consider Rogers old, even though I know he is. Okay. I'm thinking like like Breeze. Uh-huh. Breeze did okay. Hey, Breeze but put like, up numbers. Yeah, Breeze, Breeze up. always puts up numbers. But Brady lost yeah. in, in his debut. But yeah. like, look at the young guys. You mentioned on Thursday night, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Lamar Jackson did it to the Browns yeah, today. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Even some of the other young guys. Joe Burrow played pretty well. Right, he did. So um, I watched Bridgewater that game to see what we were up to get up against next week. Yeah, you know. Good. So yeah, so I think I think I like that there is a new energy at quarterback hmm. and kind of that old guard is mm-hmm. slowly fading away. They said this was the first year since I don't know what how many years it was that a Manning hasn't started because Eli obviously started oh, last wow. year. Yeah, and some of the quarterbacks that were listed yeah, the last yeah, time yeah. that happened were were some throwback Dang. names, but yeah, yeah I like the uh, new energy. What's his name even lost? Philip Philip Rivers. He even lost today. Yeah. Yeah, which I, I've never liked Philip. No, nah. I didn't mind. Never I, liked I, I didn't his throwing. Him. Never liked his throwing. Uh, his the kind his, of little, little yeah, sidearm the way release. he throws. Yeah, Mister Bernard, you got an honorable mention. Well, you know, before I'm the, we move forward, I'm the better here. I lost a lot of money today. Oh, but, did you? Yeah, yeah. Sean Porter gonna have to give me all the loan. Care to, care to say how much? Nah, you know I ain't gonna say how much. I ain't, I ain't got no money, man. I ain't got no I ain't money. Giving you no uh, money. I ain't got no money. So yeah, I don't know. The thing I liked today was just. Uh, the first time, I feel like the first time in my lifetime, which is not, but the first time in my lifetime, Brady didn't start for the Patriots. And to go to, from Cam, from Brady to Cam, it's like your, your kid's going off to college, your straight-A kid, <laughs> everything. Then you got this reckless, he can ball, but he, he does what he wants to out, outside of football and comes in and he gets it done. And just looking on Twitter, it's, they want to accept can but it's hard it's hard not, not to th- yeah he's a raw talent yes. like that's that's the honorable yeah. mention for me is cam newton today yeah. because i think that cam going being released by the by the north carolina panther or the yeah, carolina okay. panthers and then being going so long without being signed it was like where is he going to end up i said earlier it was all like Carmelo Anthony, yeah. and then he winds up with no 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 one other than the New England Patriots, and everybody's saying, right. how can he fit into the scheme? Are they going to be able to control him, so on and so forth? But he came and he balled out. The yeah, day. which I think also with that, a lot of the offensive coaching, especially in the NFL, is a matter of how willing are you to adjust your system, mm-hmm. or are you looking for somebody to fit your system, mm-hmm. which Belichick obviously... Cam is just very different than Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. I think and you've seen it today. Yeah, exactly. You saw it today. You know, athleticism getting outside the pocket and and Brady, honestly, his passing has been bad the last 
you know, year or so. Ooh, I saw some good passes today, and then I saw yeah. some passes yeah. that were just so unbrady like. Because yeah. I felt the same thing. I felt like his arm was shot. But then yeah. sometimes he was zooming it today. He, and sometimes he was uh, every once in a while you can you can still go back yeah. to the fastball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it might not be there all the time. And I could see that he still had to touch on his balls too, yeah. though. Mm, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, so, yeah, that it, it's just it's so different. I think Belichick and I think the Patriots will they've done it already, but I think they'll continue to make sure they're tailoring their system to cam, mm-hmm. which cam I think is he's got the arm strength that accuracy has kind of been an issue. It's been an issue in the past, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think they'll slowly kind of, and I think the system. other big thing about cam, which, you know, we all know is that his health has always been yeah. high risk and questionable game after game because of, because of his playing style. Yeah. But everyone, again, they, I think everyone felt like if Belichick could control cam Newton, then he might, be able to succeed over here with the Patriots and go far yep. with the Patriots because Belichick knows how to keep a, a, a quarterback healthy. And I think even, I, I wouldn't even say control, I would say maximize Cam Newton. There you go. Because I don't think, I, th- I think if you take away what Cam does, mm-hmm. control, I guess, right, 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 I right. think you limit his impact. Right. So I think if Belichick's able to, you know, when there's opportunities to run, take those mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe set some stuff up in the offense, mm-hmm. some shorter passes where you can kind of, allow him to use his skills, but also not get injured and, and risk injury. And also with the Brady Belichick, they had a great run, a yeah. lot of rings. I think they both wants to prove that it was them. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what, what would you, Hey, well, I would love a Brady Belichick Super Bowl. What you mean? Oh, like, yeah, Brady yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Is that possible this year? Yes, yeah. it's possible. Okay. I'll... AFC, NFC. Yeah. Sorry, my man. Yeah, that we ain't uh, gonna get no Brown Super Bowl. Hey, someday, <laughs> someday. Um, no, I, I agree. And it's also, it's similar to if you look back at like Jordan and Phil Jackson. Yeah. Everyone's always like, well, is Phil Jackson the best coach ever? Cause he coached Michael Jordan. Right. Or did they win those championships because he's a great coach and he maximized Michael Jordan. So right. yeah, I think being able to prove that you're the guy. Let's go back in the drink. Let's go back to the Browns, but I want to talk about the Buccaneers Last year, the Browns signing OBJ and having the squad that we even have still now today, I think everybody had high expectations for the Browns last season. Yeah. I think everybody's kind of back to reality as far as the Browns go. Now I'm not, but most people are. Uh, I think those same expectations were put on the Buccaneers, especially after Gronkowski announced that he was coming back. You see yeah. they have Mike Evans. Um, their backfield is nice. Even their defense is nice. Defensive, defensive line is nice. Do you think now the expectation that was put on the Browns last year is the same expectation that's put on the Buccaneers? And are they going to answer the bell? You putting the Browns and the Buccaneers? The no, same? sir. I'm oh, okay. talking about like the it. hype. Uh, oh, I'm uh, talking about the talk. I think and I, the expectation. I think it's a little bit more of a Brady because they expect a ring out of Brady. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you guys. I mean, you know, I talk a bunch of crap about you guys, but you guys were expecting at least playoffs. Yeah, yeah. At least like there's turn, level, there's th- levels to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To get this turned around, mm-hmm. playoffs, then we'll keep going, keep going. Right. They expect to bring a ring home. Would right. you remember? I, I don't know what the year was when the Eagles had Vic coming back off a good year. They signed Vince Young, Dream Team. Yeah, <laughs> he literally said Dream Team. Yeah, and the expectations were crazy, and then they were garbage. Yeah. So it was. I think there you'll see that the. If we look back at it and we had a list of the seasons, I'm sure we could find some mm-hmm. that every single off season there was somebody that everyone jumped on the hype train mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. And so I think with with the Bucks, 
especially like Ant said, he's not Brady's not like the playoffs isn't good enough for Brady. Right. Especially if this the point. whole thing. Like, it's the they're whole not way. gonna be like, hey, you know, right. Made to the divisional round. Right. I think you expect rings with Brady. So well check it out. It's the first game of the year. Uh coming off COVID, coming off the quarantine. XYZ, I mean, uh short, short uh Camp and all yeah. that kind of stuff. No leading preseason, to no preseason at all, which I actually appreciate. Let's touch yeah. on that real quick. I appreciated the no, the no preseason because we always see someone go down in preseason. For we sure. always see yeah. something happen when it doesn't count, and yeah. I felt like at least now it would count for something. And I felt like I'm good with no preseason. You know, yeah. I think every team might need it just to get some kinks out. Yeah, but uh, which in a normal year you could almost do. A lot of times teams will do those joint practices, mm-hmm. which you could almost do that rather than like a full official preseason game. It's different, you know, environment wise, but mm-hmm. in a normal year outside of COVID, you could do like just do joint practices with mm-hmm. one team or two teams and just kind of mix that up that way. But the owners will never let there not be preseason games. Right. It's too much money. And right. you noticed it. You could see the, the where it wasn't clicking, but they have the time against reg, uh, other competition. Uh-huh. You can just go against your players so much, but you get tired of hitting each other. Right. You get yeah. tired of hitting teammates. You right. want to hit other people. Right. So you can see the Kings and Tom Brady didn't look great today, but that could be completely different by the end of the year. Yep. Yep. It could yep. be different by next week. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just it's gonna be it's gonna be an adjustment. But yeah, I was I'm fine with no preseason, but I don't think we're gonna see that. Happen. Yeah, I'm good with that. So let's segue a little bit, but you know, I think this is pretty cool. We'll go back to boxing. Another honorable mention is myself. <laughs> okay. So WBO, I'm intrigued. WBO has announced me being the mandatory, the number one one fighter at, yeah. in, in that division, the welterweight division, the WBO, which now uh, makes me Terrence Crawford's mandatory. Yeah. Obviously, winning my fight against Formella made me the mandatory for the IBF and WBC titles, which would be the winner of should be the winner of uh, Errol Spence Jr. and Danny Garcia. Yeah. So I. Name my fantasy football team this year. Everybody's mandatory. Yeah, it's an interesting spot to be in. It's it's it is a, it's a very interesting <laughs> spot to be in. Is for me, it's kind of like okay, pick your poison. Yeah. And for me, it doesn't really matter. I think we got a great fight. Nobody knows what could happen against me and Terrence Crawford. Mm-hmm. Obviously, his camp. Has a has an understanding. My camp has an understanding of wh- of what we want to do in the ring if yeah. we were to to get into a scuffle. Uh, That's an interesting way of describing a boxing <laughs> match. Yeah, if we happen to be with the gloves on in the middle yeah, of the yeah, ring, you just, know, just having a scuffle, you know. Um, and if we if we did sign the fight, I think his team knows how they would come after me and my team. We have a pretty good understanding of how we would come out go after uh, Terrence Crawford. Yeah. However, you know, if the fight happens in a rematch with myself and Errol Spence Jr. The first fight last year in September was, I mean, everybody's on their feet every round. You, yeah. There's n- yeah. Nobody lost that night. You know, obviously yeah. he had his hand raised, but really, you know, like I said about Mike Tyson and, <laughs> and Roy Jones, nobody yeah. loses, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then you got the fight with Danny Garcia. Yeah. Every there, there were a lot of people that thought that fight was close. The fight I ended up winning that fight in a unanimous decision, mm-hmm. but there were a lot of close rounds in that fight. So you get a, I get another opportunity to make that fight even more decisive yeah. than yeah, I want. Yeah, yeah. You know, so for me, it's like pick your poison, yeah. and either way, I can't go wrong. You know, I'm in great fights, big fights, and and again, very exciting fights. You know, fights like fights like that when it's not just you know a great guy against a pretty great guy or a pretty good guy when it's great against great. 
there shouldn't be that big of a difference. Like you said, the close rounds, that should be how fights go. Most people Same with Errol Spence. that. Yeah. Like you, you and Errol Spence, it's, yeah. it's a great fight. Everyone's like, before the fight, and I, oh, I thought Errol was going to wash him. Mm-hmm. Why did you think that? These are like two <laughs> top five welterweights in the world. Why did you think he was just going to even look at Floyd's fights? Floyd's arguably top fighter of all time, yeah. probably guaranteed top three, top five. Yeah. Did Floyd like wash guys in his prime, in their prime? Mm-hmm. Like, not really. Mm-hmm. It, it was, you know, he beat him handily. But yeah, I think any of those fights, people would be excited to see. I think people are especially intrigued by the Bud fight. People are intrigued by the Bud fight. I think it's because I think giving <clears throat> a lot of answers when I fought Errol Spence Jr., I think I did some things that, that a lot of people didn't expect, some things that maybe some people didn't even know I was capable of or had the ability to, to do. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, styles make fights. Yeah. And... I think with the fight with Terrence Crawford, I think a lot of people are now saying, well, Errol can, or excuse me, well, Terrence can do A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but Sean can also do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know, I think now people are really starting to uh, acknowledge me as a, not just a, a brawler, but also as a fighter. Yeah. Just from when I first, well, we met about seven, six, seven years ago. Yeah. Even when you used to fight people, beat people, everything was, well, he had butted me. Mm-hmm. He had butted me. Had mm-hmm. a, now it's like, Oh, Sean doing this. Yeah. Oh, Sean doing that. Yeah. And even with me, when you switched it up one fight, I was like, what the hell is that, Sean? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm real honest with Sean. I thought you were talking about fighting him. I was like, wait, whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> and one of his fights. I'm real honest with Sean. I tell him like it is. So I even came in. I'm like, what the hell is that? You need to be a dog. He's like, nah, man, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And yeah. Sean has developed and developed and developed as a whole different fighter than I say the worst Sean I ever seen. Is the Kell Brook Sean? Mm-hmm. That was that was by horrible. Far. That was horrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it was. It really, I, no, it was. He, you see, he said it twice. <laughs> yeah, it made eye it contact with the yeah, camera. It was necessary <laughs> though. Let's be yeah, let's, let's 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 be honest. All right, yeah. So from there, you have developed in your mentality. You come to the ring as even when you got the belt, you're like a I'm a challenger. I'm, yeah. I'm a dog. I'm yeah. coming to get it. Yeah. But as you kept that dog, you kept developing, add more mm-hmm. to your wrinkles to your game, mm-hmm. and you could see it. And you you also if you you're talking about people appreciating maybe your skill set more than they have in the past. Hold on, this ain't Sean pre- uh, appreciation day. Yet. No, not at all. Right, well, right, right. I, I so we don't move forward. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was moving past as quick as possible. But the I think the other part of that is as much as people love Terrence Crawford, there are, and I I think Terrence Crawford might be the best welterweight. I think him and Errol Spence, you guys are all right in the mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, nice. But Terrence Crawford hasn't fought. A top welterweight. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's not a diss to Terrence Crawford when people say that. I don't know right. why people act like it is, but right. he just hasn't been in there. So facts are facts. Yeah, like it's not. We're not like, oh man, he didn't fought a top welterweight. He just hasn't. Right. So, but if you get in there with Terrence Crawford, then they can say, okay, I saw. And again, it's Styles make fights, so it's not the same. But they can say, I saw Sean Porter fight Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, Errol Spence. He did this, this, and this, mm-hmm. and then he fought Terrence Crawford, mm-hmm. and he did this. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it levels it out where people can kind of see where Terrence is at on the level. But and and I, that's why the Terrence Fire Crawford uh, wow. The Terrence Crawford fight gives me a little bit I'm I'm a little bit more interested in that fight simply because I haven't fought him. I think there's more to to show yeah. against Terrence Crawford, especially with him having the reputation that he has of being, you know, basically that bad guy that that no one can beat, but also quote unquote has he fought anybody. Yeah. You know, so 
we're, we're going to move forward. Maybe we'll come back to Terrence Crawford. Yeah. You know? So, listen, um, the biggest news that I think to date right now, uh, which in the boxing community is a little, to, to some of us is a little older, but now it's becoming more and more public, is Canelo Alvarez's uh, lawsuit against not only Golden Boy, but also the Zone. And uh, I wanted to touch up on that because I think now we're seeing or the world is starting to see what a lot of us have known for a long time. Canelo has not been happy for a long time. Dude signed a 365... 300 and... It was something 300. Yeah. 325,000? Million. But also with Golden Boy, I think a lot of people, even that, when, when he first signed that deal, everybody said Canelo left Golden Boy and he's with the zone. Then it took a couple of days and everybody's like, no, uh, he's still with Golden yeah, Boy, right. but he's just signing this deal also with, with the zone. So the more and more I dig into it, it's messy, but I keep coming back to the same thing. Right now, he's suing Golden Boy and the zone for $280 million, which is basically what's left over of his $365 million contract. Yeah. And he's he's saying it's a breach of contract. You dig into it a little bit more, and then you start to hear and see what a lot of people in like in the thick of boxing have known for a long time. Golden Boy does not always do the right things. Yeah. They are Golden Boy, and I'm going to say Golden Boy as a whole. I'm not going to pick anybody out. and I, I know a lot of the, the affiliates with Golden Boy, but I'm going to say Golden Boy as a whole. They don't always do the right things, and I think they are a classic old school promotional type of team within boxing where they don't always tell the boxer the right thing. They don't always do the right thing by the boxer, and I think they get in trouble, but this is big trouble yeah. because you you messed with the biggest of yeah. the biggest in boxing right now. That's what your you moneymaker. So when you're talking about breach of contract, Golden Boy basically made some promises to DAZN and they didn't tell Canelo. Mm. Then they don't tell Canelo some things, but didn't tell DAZN. You playing the middle, man. Yeah. <laughs> but you didn't you didn't tell either side. Right. Now eventually I'm gonna have to cross that that couch and, and just talk to the and other talk guy. to him. You're just yeah. hoping one day it all works yeah, out. Yeah, just hoping yeah, one day it all, all works out. out. But when That's I come to, when I come to Ant, I'm like, yo, what's going on? You like, hey, yeah. talk to talk to Carson. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. Yo, CA Merck, what's going on? Hey, oh, yo, 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 yo. you you gotta be go to boy. I was like, wait a damn yeah, second. Yeah, you gotta be go to boy in this position. And so now you got a situation where the biggest boxer in boxing right now is unhappy. He doesn't want to fight. He wants to get paid ASAP. And he's not going to fight. He's yep. Not only that, he's not going to walk away from that $280 million. I mean, who who in their right mind would? Right. So I, I, dug, I did a little bit of de- uh, digging. And unfortunately, right now, the, the case has been dismissed. Dismissed, excuse me. Has been dismissed. Canelo and his team, they got to restructure everything that they're going after and come back to the judge correctly. Yeah. Judge is like, hey, there's some holes here. You don't got everything figured out. Come back to me when you got it right. And they've dismissed the case so far. Yeah. But I got a feeling he's going after that $280 million. I don't think it's going to end. <laughs> I don't think this is just something where they're like, I got a feeling yeah, he, yeah, he ain't going to fight until, the, until that's that. That's a lot of money done. to let go. Yeah, it's sure. a lot of money to let go. Yeah. The other side of it, I think a lot of people feel like the zone's broke. 
A lot of people feel like the zone have have made promises that they can't keep. I'm glad people are saying the name right, by the way. The zone, yeah, when it first came out, everyone was like Dazen, Dazen, (laughs) Dazen. I just be like Dazen. Yeah, that's what I finally got. Yeah, but I I will say the zone because that's what I've heard, and of course, it's easier than saying GGG like I used to always say. That was the word. Yeah, and with that with the zone, I had it, but I don't. I cancel it and redo it. When my guy, what Shane Mosley fight. Junior, shout out to my guy Shane. Right. I, I so I don't know is that a good thing or a bad thing for him. To it, me, it's like you're losing money. Let me let me tell you this. Like I've said this to you guys before. When you, in America, it's hard to get into the boxing business. Nobody nobody wants change within boxing. Yeah. The biggest names, the biggest promoters in boxing, they don't want anything to change, and they ain't adding to the program. Yeah. They're going to block you, <laughs> and they're going to make it so that you can't get in. I mean, we're talking about billion-dollar Jay-Z cannot get into boxing. Yeah. How is that possible? He tried. How is that possible? It's because boxing is a small community, and those powers that be right now in boxing don't want it to happen. Yeah. You know, so the same thing with the zone. People don't know this, but overseas, the zone is one of the biggest sports streaming uh, companies basically in the world. They yeah. They are. The biggest sports streaming company in the world. Like a ESPN? Yeah. But you coming over here, you're trying to get into MLB, MLS, NBA, NHL. Nobody's giving up those rights. Yeah. So like when the zone came over here, America's like, no, we can't do it. You know, so there's just so many different commercial things going on over here with the MLB, with the NBA and all that kind of stuff. But I want to clear it up. The zone is not broke. The zone has money. The zone's just trying to figure out how to get into boxing. A lot of people don't know this, but because they couldn't get into MLB, NBA, they couldn't get the rights. They took every all of the money that they have and they put it into, I think they're in Bellator. But they're trying to get into do nothing but combat sports in America because that's really their only end. Yeah. And right now with uh, who's over there in England doing this thing, uh, Kell Brooks guy? Uh, Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn. Eddie Hearn's the end for America. Eddie Hearn is a good guy. My man. Eddie Hearn does his thing. <laughs> Eddie Hearn is the You man. can't hate on Eddie. Yeah. And, he, and, he, and he's a great businessman. He's fun to be around. He's got this certain type of energy and charisma that a lot of people, even over here in the United States, can dig. A great and, guy to sing, o- sing over. A great guy. To to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's what they've done. And, they, and they've kind of been able to make things work through Eddie Hearn. But it's only a matter of time before this thing with Canelo breaks through. And as soon as that breaks through, I mean, it sucks that the zone's attached to the name, but they're going to be attached to it. And once Canelo jumps ship, then it's pretty safe to assume everybody else is going to want to jump ship as well. That's usually how it goes, especially with a big name like Joshua, the only one that stays because it's back home. But brings me to my my Uh point. Who do you want to see Canelo against? Question. What do you mean? Good question. We, I don't want to see Triple G. I don't want to yes, see. I got an answer. I don't want to see. Porter. I don't want to see a trilogy. No. Let me say that. I don't want to see the trilogy with Triple G. I that's don't want to no, see. Yeah, that. that's fair. No. Was, uh, Ant seems like he's got an answer. He's got all the answers. Like Jesus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to see him against Dave, David Benavides. Ooh, I'll okay. take that. That's a great fight because David's a big boy, he's and a when big he boy. when he uh, gassed back up after. He make weight and he gas back up. <laughs> let's let's put hey. emphasis on making weight. Yeah. Make weight and he, the next night, my boy, he walks in the ring maybe one eighty. 
can't, can't be triple. Can't can't be Canelo. Too can't. slow. Too slow. I don't think he beats him either. Too yeah, slow. I, not he, not a high. I'm I'm crushing oh, it right oh, now. Oh, I didn't say he was gonna beat him. I he, said that's a good what he fight. wants to see him with. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, who else? Let me back up. Let me back up. Caleb. Let me back up. That that would be one. The one that I whenever I think of Canelo. And you know this. I'm not sure if we've ever talked about this. His fight with Lara is one of my least favorite boxing matches of all time. I'm a big Irislandi Lara fan. It. Yeah. And I thought he just outboxed him night and day. I think I think he handled him. That's right. He won yeah. on the scorecards. He won one of them. And then lost, obviously, the other two. And Lara's been in some wars yeah, since that, that fight. I just think a guy like that that's a slick boxer that maybe has a little more power than Lara is able to do that. And so, so like going back to what Ant said, Caleb Plant might be the one I'm most intrigued by, to be honest the, with you. The thing about Caleb, he's going to have to stay on it all night. Yeah. He has because if Canelo lands one, it's good night, Irene. He got Coach Larry Wade in his corner, though. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Oh, he's going to come to fight and he's going to yeah. be. And he's going to be in shape for yeah. sure. Yeah, but all you need is one. Yeah, I think I think that combination though, where because Lara gave a mover with some speed, a mover with some speed with with, with just enough pop. power. Because mm-hmm. think of the guys who have been in the closest fights with Canelo, other than Triple G, they were movers. It was Floyd, yeah. and Lara, yeah. And yeah. so I think if you get a guy like Caleb Plant, who's also a bigger guy, has a little bit, of, has some decent power, and is really, really responsible defensively, and has good footwork, and again, in shape is a huge thing, especially when you get up there and wait. Mm-hmm. That that fifteen seconds, y'all changed my mind. <laughs> Caleb, <laughs> the what what I've seen Coach Larry Wade do with Sean, he got a shot. He got he got a he got a he got a shot. Forty percent. Who you That's betting a big on? Shot. He's a better. Who you betting on? Oh, Canelo would be a huge favorite. Yeah, I got to take Canelo, but no, I mean, he'd be a huge favorite. You might yeah, you yeah, might make got, some money on Caleb. Yeah, it might. I mean, Caleb me plus six hundred. Uh, so every hundred dollars I bet, I meant six hundred dollars. Have you seen enough of Caleb to 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 really? I think Caleb needs some more fights. For he needs that. some more fights. Yeah, that that's what I feel about to, David Benavidez. Yeah, he needs to. That that's hard to just step up and go to that level. Yeah, that's different level, yeah. man. What about somebody like for Caleb? And not to turn the focus to him, but as you look at that, where maybe you need some more of those. Fight fights like getting in there with something like what about like yeah Anthony, you got a Anthony Durrell yeah you need a you need a dog fight Pun intended. You, need, you need to boom <laughs> yeah, you, you need a dog fight that's gonna um, cause you to pull some things out of yeah. your toolbox that you've never had to pull out before yeah I'm a firm believer in that yeah. I'm also a firm believer in you I I, I I contradict myself sometimes because I because it's like I always say every fighter needs to go through it yeah but you you don't want to go through it, right? Like I don't want to go through getting cut in a fight. Yeah. But once I go through getting cut, I've had that experience. It's like it's almost like muscle memory. It's like yeah. boom, this is what I did before. Sometimes you even tell yourself like, keep going, ignore it. The cut man's gonna handle it. Let me get through this round. You know, it's yeah. little little things. But I, I always contradict myself in saying that. You never want to go through it, but there are things you need to go through in the boxing ring yeah. in order to basically grow you and mature you in the boxing ring i do i do agree with that i I think that caleb plant i think personally is that guy that could really challenge canelo being that he has great feet 
has great hand speed, very intuitive in the ring, and his reflexes are, are in my personal opinion, tr- tremendous as well. Yeah. However, he has not been through that dogfight, somebody that's grabbing him, manhandling him, and making him fight for 12 rounds. And he's just gotten to that level of being a 12-round fighter. So, And also, with the, I always say with Floyd era, he was a, he was a pro and a con to boxing. Because when Floyd left... A lot of box, and I understand you got to build boxers up. I understand you got to make your money back, but then a lot of boxers don't want to take it. Ch- they don't put themselves in a in a fifty fifty fight. Yeah, they w- always want to. I need seventy percent or above that I can win this fight. But those fights, the ones that make you, when you're in a fifty yeah. fifty battle, yeah, you got to, you whatever it takes. That's yeah. where you become a world champ. I don't, I don't get that vibe from Caleb. No, personally, uh, no, me neither. I don't, I don't take him as somebody that would that would wait for a fight where he thinks he can comfortably win or like. A huge, huge money fight. I think if you give, oh, I just, I wasn't singling out Caleb. No, no, no. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm saying yeah. in general, though, going back to Caleb, I think it's one where Caleb seems to me like if you're Al Heyman, you're approaching him like, hey, you have a fight with Canelo. Mm-hmm. I think he sees it as obviously big money. That's mm-hmm. what you're in it for. Mm-hmm. But also, Caleb seems like the type to want to prove himself mm-hmm. and show that I did my I did my job on yeah. these other fights. Yeah, I can go up to that level. 100%. You just haven't seen it yet. And he's got less than twenty fights. I think I was twenty two and zero or twenty two and one when I had my twenty two zero and one when I had my first uh, title fight. We're starting to see a trend now where fighters are having less than twenty fights and they're taking those big steps up. Yeah, we see it right now with Lopez and Lomachenko. Yeah, Sergey was the Charlo. Oh yeah, the yeah. Charlo fight, Sergey uh, Devinchenko. He's yeah, only I got good job. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's big money right here. Big money, big money Porter. I get, I get paid to say those yeah. names. Thir- Thirteen and two. I mean, he's got 15 fights. I believe Caleb has 16 fights. Even look at you look at Lomachenko. 17. You're talking about Tiafimo now. Oh look yeah, at when Lomachenko got yeah. his title fight, yeah. like what three, three and zero? Yeah, it might have been two. I thought that was he crazy. Been two and it was crazy, but yeah, yeah that's a uh, yeah. No, I think like Ant said, they're they're absolutely unequivoc unequivocably <laughs> fighters that <laughs> these boys they can't win a football <laughs> yeah. game in Cleveland, but hey, they can talk. We can pronounce some stuff <laughs> on the second try, but the. Uh, but there are definitely fighters that are exactly what Ant's saying. That they're like, uh, you know, the money's not going to be there for me to risk it. Um, but then there's other fighters, no risk and no oh, biscuit. Oh, that, but that's what I was bringing up. There's, I personally think there's a trend that's about to start, yeah. and I think it's going to carry through in boxing. Where, where these young fighters that are hungry and want to get paid and are willing to not only challenge themselves but challenge. That for that belt, yeah. I think we're seeing this social this social media era yeah. where guys are loving that attention. Yeah, they want sure. more of that attention, and I think they understand that the only way they get more of that attention is by doing the biggest things out there, which is which is winning titles. You know, it was a good example of that. Kind of in hindsight, was Errol Spence. He always brings it up now. He was the one that had like in that late yeah he was, teens amount of fight. He was calling you out. Yeah. He was calling Keith out. Yeah. Um, he was calling everybody out, and so now he's like, "Oh, interesting." Now these guys are calling me out. Uh-huh. So it, there are definitely those guys that are in that range of like fifteen to twenty fights mm-hmm. that they're like, "Hey, mm-hmm. let's let's do it. Why not?" I, I like it. I yeah, think it's necessary. Sure. Yeah, I think it's necessary. So when I was coming up, I wasn't blessed to have that social media type of following. You know, early yeah. on in my career, where you know that kind of help pay the bills, you yeah. know? So that's what's what it's doing for a lot of fighters now. They're able to get seen and get more recognition than ever before. With, and, you know... that, it, you're going to get less one-sided fights. Yep. Because those champions are not going to be able to fight 
you know, some random guy that's 13 and seven yeah. and is yeah. 36 and you because know, the world's going to command it now. Yeah. And these With, young guys are like, Hey, no, don't fight that guy. Yeah. I'm fighting you. Yeah. And as long as these, as long as the promoters and the matchmakers say, okay, let's, let's do that, especially in the climate we're in. And we'll talk about it in a bit, but like right now needing sports and needing competitive fights mm-hmm. and needing fights, people are willing to pay for to an extent mm-hmm. is, is going to be big. Let's talk about the pay-per-view. Yeah. We got the the Charlo brothers. And the double header in yeah. the pay per view. Let's talk about uh, the first fight, which is gonna be uh, excuse me, which is gonna. I'm trying to take care of the fro today. Yeah, I'm trying to take care Ooh, of the fro. I'm gonna let it go. Well. I'm gonna let it go. Y'all saw it. I'm gonna let it go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it down? It's not bad. It's down in the middle for sure. Right, but I know, I know. Let's talk about uh, the first fight: uh, Jamal Charlo versus Sergey Derbenchenko. Oh, you good? I'm gonna go with Serge. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be my name. No, 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 no. Oh wait, that's what I'm calling it. Oh, yeah, oh, sir, talking about the, the, oh, old, yeah. the old soda that had too much caffeine. In jump, it. jump right into it though. Who you got? Perfect. Oh man, if I knew the button. Yeah, all right, there we go. Nice. <laughs> what was that? Okay, waiting on you, boss. Oh, so without a breakdown, I will take. I'm gonna take Charlo. Uh, I just feel like. My man just has a little bit more than my guy, Serge. Uh, and what gets me is what what happened to Kel Brook after he first faced Triple G. Mm. Last this guy got broken. I feel. I, what does he have left after Triple G? You go to a war like that, and that's my man got hammers. It was a war. Hammers, but it wasn't a war that he was on the bottom side of. Oh no 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 no, no 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 no! It wasn't. But still, sticking in there all night. I thought it was I I thought it was a close decision. I get I get what yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah. going through that war, but I thought it was a close decision. Yeah, I just just Triple G is just something different. But I just feel he's gonna my man want to get Serge want to get inside. Uh, my man Charlo's gonna fight from the outside all night. I think he's just a little fit, faster, quicker. I think he'll get it done. Split decision. Split decision. You? I will. I'll go Charlo. Um, I just think like kind of. It will like, be a good fight. I think it'll be a good fight for sure. And I think it's one of those matchups that is interesting. And it's almost always, I'm saying that crossing my fingers, that (laughs) isn't the one that's not when you have a guy that's going to press you and press the action. Mm -hmm. And then the other fighter is somebody who has athleticism is able to fight from the outside. But also if you look at the trailers, they throw some bombs. Mm -hmm. So when you have that, where one guy is pushing the action, but at any point he could head back, (laughs) head back the other way on his ass. Um, I, I think Charlo, I think he's just, just good enough to win that. But I, I do think it's going to be a good yeah, one. And I, I think he has to be aggressive. He has to be smart how he gets inside. Yeah. Like Sean Sergei. does it with tactics. You can't just go. You talking yeah. about Sergey? Yeah. He yeah. has to be smart in how he gets inside. Yeah. Cause he yeah, gets, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, so Jamal's last fight against the European fighter, uh, whose name is escaping me. I, 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 uh, 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 wow! Um, the guy he fought last, the the last guy he fought, yeah. European yeah. fighter, yeah. was able to move and use the and use the ring. And I personally felt like he outboxed Jamal Charlo for a ma- majority of the fight, and he comes up short on the scorecards. I think that that's the way you beat the Charlo fighters, both brothers. I think bro- both Tony brothers. Harrison. Have, yeah, you have. I think both brothers oh, have a very similar style, where it's jab, jab, straight one two. There, yeah. there's really no nothing different coming from them. They're not, they're not spitting out any different rhythms, any different flows. Dennis Hogan. 
Oh, that's who he fought after? Oh, the one yeah, he fought exactly. before that. The one he fought before that. Nobody... Yeah. That fight no, was We're just going to let it go. Yeah, 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 let's let it go. But I think that you you have to be able to move and get these guys off balance. And my personal opinion, it's been proven that they can be put off balance because they, they, they're they so hungry for that right hand that they, they're always willing to commit with yeah. the right hand. And a lot of times they commit with the jab too because they know that if, we, if I touch you, if I just feel it, I'm yeah. throwing his right hand yeah. and you're going to sleep. They won two. In. Yeah, they, they won, won two, two right down the pipe. They're not they're not hook off the jab. They're not jab, go to the body. Nope. There's really no They already set nothing up. Yeah, there's really no mix. Yeah. You know, in, in the dinner for them. There's just they're one a bit, they're a bit rigid. I think both of them are a bit not robotic. Mm-hmm. People have also said they're robotic in their conversation, but <laughs> I think they I think they're a little um rigid as far as they're athletic and but not like fluid as far as their punches, which kind of goes with what you're saying. They can, they'll throw one too, but there may not be a lot of variance and there may not be a lot of, you know, changing the angles on it. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be interesting, but yeah, you got to keep them, you got to keep them moving around. I think for sure. Both you, of them. You got to keep them moving around. I think if this kid, Sergey, uh, Devinchenko can be smart. Yeah. You got to be smart. I think right now, you tell me if I'm wrong, but we're looking for somebody to to challenge the both Charlo brothers. Yeah, especially this this one sixty Jamal. I don't think anyone's really challenged him. Yeah, you know the fight that he had against the kid whose name I cannot remember. Uh, it, I think that 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 kid was able to challenge him, but nothing more than Korbov, uh was able to challenge him. Yeah, and, and and move and box, get him off balance. He was able to hit him. Pot shot and move. Pot shot and move. Make the Charlos. First of all, make them move, but also make them think. Yeah. Some guys, <laughs> that's my son. Is, yeah, shout out to Diggy. Wow, yeah, he's diggy, going diggy. crazy. Let him in. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, he's do a it, troublemaker, but let, let him let, in. He's let, let enough for him. He's knock over every it, We'll make it work. Uh-oh. Corbaugh was oh, able here to, he comes. Corbaugh was able to keep Jamal Charlo guessing. Keep there him off back. And he's butt naked. Oh, 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 and he's butt naked. No, cover this man up. This Get is what we do. This is what we do. This man came in your butt nilsy. That's wild. There you go. Fire it up again. The Porter Way. There That's what he came in with right now, man. We, yeah. We, is that the Porter Way? We butt naked around here. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> when, when there's no guests. Yeah. Let's get back to it real quick, though. Yeah. I Again, and, and then I'm going to get off of it, but... With this fight, I would like to see Sergey Derenchiko try to at least make Jamal Charlo think, get him off balance, make him reach, make him come after you, yeah, and make him feel desperate. And These guys, about, after when they don't have their way for a couple of rounds, they, yeah. they they start to get uncomfortable. What about so you gave kind of the keys for Dervinchenko? Go to go to Charlo. How does Charlo, he win? I think Charlo's a little bit different than than Triple G. I think Triple G was able to land some punches. On Divinchenko, I'm still laughing. Oh, you yeah, he's a butt he's, naked. He's That's crazy, wild. Though, man. That's wife, a wild guy. Wifey just let him do what he do. Hey, man, he's a free spirit. I respect <laughs> it. But I think, uh, I think that Jamal Charlo is a little bit different than Triple G in the sense that Triple G, a lot of his work is done on the inside. Yeah, we all know that power. Most part you got is on the end of the punch. Yep. And that's where the Charlo brothers do damage. Yep. They're able to catch guys on the end of that right hand, the end of that, even the jab, a lot of times is able to really like just knock some guys' heads back. Yeah. I think that's 
basically the key for Jamal Charlo. And I don't yeah. I don't want to make it seem simple. Yeah. Because I hope that Devin Chico doesn't make it simple. Yeah. But I got a feeling Devin Chico's gonna come in there. He's gonna try to get right to the body. He's gonna try to stand in front of Charlo. And that's the wrong thing to do. However, for Charlo it works to his advantage because yeah. they have a they have that's their their gift. Yeah. Their gift, both of them. To an extent, kind of like Deontay Wilder a little yep. bit. Their gift but they just is, have that. They just have that yeah. that timing. That that end of the punch, straight one, two, bang, bang, and they're gone. Yeah. And they're gone. And I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, I, don't know. I don't know why you went rocket <laughs> right, power. Right, right. I, that. I think that's what's gonna happen in this fight. I got yeah. I got Jamal Charlo winning the knockout. I yeah. don't think it's gonna go to decision. The fight with Triple G was the the styles make fights. And yeah. I think it was just a little bit different uh with Triple G and Devinchenko. I think Charlo's gonna catch him on the end of the shot. It's not gonna be an early night, but yeah. it's gonna be a knockout. Yeah. Yep. The one that I'm looking forward to, Jamel Charlo. I'm hyped about this fight. Versus uh, Jason Rosario. Yeah. You hype. I'm hype. Go ahead. I'm hype. I'll be hyped too. <laughs> wow statement. Fight of the year. Yeah. Fight of the year. Yeah. I'm going wild. It's because they're both they're both gonna stand there and exchange. The problem is Charlo got that one hitter quitter. Yeah. And that could be, that could stop my boy, Rosario. what's his name? Jason Rosario. We're going to go with Jason, <laughs> my boy Jason. I'm from Louisiana. Hey. What did you say we're going to go with Jason? His name is Jason. <laughs> yeah, I ain't calling him last name. Okay, we're just stop that's fair. Jason. Hey, Charlo got that one hitter quitter, but they're going to, they're both going to be coming forward all night. It's going to be a good fight. I think it could be a classic. For me, the, the, for me, the biggest question is, is this, a, was, was this a one trick pony thing for for Jason Rosario. That's another thing because you better put respect on Charlo. He has one of the best resumes at 154. Absolutely. I And hey, my man I said nothing about no, him. No, 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 no. I'm not to, I'm just talking to the audience. I'm not back. I'm not talking to Sean no more. You better put some respect on Charlo. Yeah, this guy right here is going to give me one, I, one here quitter. You know what? I, but I think that's kind of the narrative right now. I think there's more talk about Jason Rosario but yeah. because of what he did against J-Rock. And that's one opponent versus Charlo's been. He's been that's knocking him down, that's man, one point. by one. That's my point. Yeah, I think for kind of going with the energy behind it and the excitement behind it, <laughs> a lot of people are excited about the Charlos in general mm-hmm. from the outside, outside of the boxing community. But then also within the boxing community, they know his resume does. Like I said, his resume stacks up. Mm-hmm. And then you have this guy that has this big performance against J Rock. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, it's going to be an interesting one. I'm curious how you feel about the setup of the pay-per-view, not the pay-per-view of the pay-per-view, but the schedule of it being a doubleheader. It's a little confusing. I'm like, just, it doesn't seem like a doubleheader. It just seems like six fights. Yeah. But I, I, and I'm still trying to figure out, they're going to do like this little intermission. So it does. Type of situation. First three with one of the Charlos headlining. Yeah. There's a 30 minute intermission. Okay. And then you go to the second three with the other Charlo headlining. I just don't see a point. What's, what's the point? What's the point? Why don't we just have co-main events? I mean, as long as they're uh, as long as they're both getting paid, I'm cool with it. Yeah. As long as they're both getting paid headline money, that's cool by me. I think they're both solid guys. But. Here's here's something that I do know. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up right now. Um, and then I want to go back to the fight real quick because yeah. I got some interesting things to say about Jason Rosario. <clears throat> my dad. My son's right there. My dad trained my myself and my brother. Yeah. He said he hated. When we fought in uh, championship tournaments, because he had to go from my ring to my brother's ring, yeah. he said it, the energy 
it was hard for him emotionally to deal with whether I won or lost, going over to the next ring, whether he won or lost, and really just trying to manage the emotions throughout the night. Yeah. Uh, I felt like in the fight with uh, when these guys fought and um, <laughs> when Jamel Charlo fought right Tony Harrison and then Jamal comes right back and fights Korobov. Yeah. I felt like that was a lot on them emotionally. For sure. I felt like it was a lot on the teams emotionally. Yeah. Uh, I felt like in, the energy just, it, it's hard to manage that Especially, kind of energy. It's not a dad, but it's it, Derek James. Those are his yeah. Those are his guys. Yeah. So it is a family connection with yeah. all the Arrow and the Charlos as yeah. well. So I feel like another purpose for doing the pay-per-view that kind of way is to give some time and, and to help these guys manage what's yeah. going on. I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't know about the boxing game is it's not all physical. You know, a yeah. lot of it is mental. A lot of it is your emotional state going into the ring. A lot of guys, when, <laughs> but trust me, when a lot of guys say I had a great camp, they're not just talking about the things they went through physically and how their body looks and or how their they, line and, and how they did the nutrition and things like yeah. that. It also goes into how they're handling, how their family is handling yeah. them being away in camp, how they're handling being away in camp, how they're handling certain situations going on within the team or within the the fighter that that didn't make it to camp or you know is sick the day they were supposed to spar. I mean, there's so many things that goes into a camp. Now imagine having your twin brother get in the ring and fight before you you go to the ring with that fighter yeah. i mean think about y'all at home when i get in the ring a lot of y'all are off y'all seats and fighting with me a lot of i get a lot of text messages we, we're right there with you we in there with you now imagine like being having to having a family member actually yeah. do that and you have to follow that yeah you know what i mean so it's it's really hard to follow being going going into the ring after seeing your brother win lose or draw you know, seeing him get hit, yeah. Seeing him not make the move that you know he, you've been seeing yeah, him yeah. make every camp, or the, the the move he was trying to correct in every camp. You know, there's just so many different emotions and, that and energies that come with it. And both of the Charlos are also they're fiery guys, so that's not that's not like a, a calm, laid <laughs> that's back the other part of it. Yeah, you know, friend of a friend watching a fight, and then you know you got to kind of like they're into it, like yeah. they're emotionally invested in boxing and each other yeah i think a big thing with that and Derek james i think is one of the better trainers in boxing mm -hmm. in my opinion mm -hmm. i think you need a guy like that that can he's known these guys for years mm -hmm. so he can say hey tone it down tone it down yeah that happened it doesn't affect you yeah you have to do your job you can hope that that helps <laughs> but right. again it's something where it could be inevitable that it does get in your head a little bit right. but um yeah i think both of those guys are very they're very passionate. They're very fiery. And I think that that emotional roller coaster is interesting. Another part I got to wonder is, uh, did these guys argue about pay-per-view? We've seen them publicly. They, didn't they flip a coin argue, at some point? No, that was the, that was the, the other previous one, right? fight. Yeah, yeah, And I kind of felt like, okay, they switched up on this one because yeah. of that. I, I, and again, let's go back to the emotional part of it and the, and the energy side of, of that first time they did that, yeah. uh, fighting on such a big stage, Tony Harrison and, and, and going against Korbov. I feel like Jamel did a whole lot in that first fight, and I felt like his brother was more than likely in the back room pulling so hard for him that when he came out to fight, he was a little gassed. He was yeah. a little, you know, the, the energy wasn't there for him the same that as it would be if he had fought first. Yeah. Or if he had not fought that night at all right. and, and just came back on his own card. Yeah. So I got to wonder, did these guys argue about 
fighting on pay-per-view, who was going to go first, you know, things like that. You also live and you learn. Yeah, you live and you learn. And, and, and I'm wondering, you know, is that intermission in that time, was that some type of psychological yeah. game for them? Like, hey, yeah. you each got your own pay-per-view, you know? It's possible. So, And I think also, and, and I know you said you had some interesting things about the fight, but that also, I think, plays into the cost of the fight and being able to offer this as a pay-per-view that it's not just three fights that you have six fights mm-hmm. and two huge fights within the headliners. Uh, go back to it real quick. Who did you call for the, the winner of, of Charlo? Charlo. Uh, Rosario? I got Charlo's clean sweep. Charlo's. Cl- clean sweep. Do you got a Knock round out. or KO for this KO. one? And then what about you? Yeah, I'm going KO. Yeah. Charlo. For Charlo. Charlo. No late, faith. Late KO. No faith in Rosario at all. A lot of faith in oh, Rosario. I got faith. Yeah. I just, I just hey, Charlo got, got that one hitter quitter. Yeah. yeah. Because once I saw the fight with Julian Williams, I was extremely hyped about That's Jason right. Rosario because the what the super welterweight division does not have the kind of competition that the welterweight division has. Yeah. And so I felt like Here's we were, com- we were can... coming into something. Yeah. You know? So I did my research. <laughs> okay. Because let's be real, that fight with Julian Williams was that was genius. Yeah. In my personal opinion, that was yeah. genius. You know, and not only that, I think everybody talked about how much bigger Jason Rosario looked against uh, Julian Williams. And I was like, mm, yeah. size, you know, doesn't always matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know I mean? So, so I wasn't sold on that. Yeah. You know, but I had to go back and look. Jason Rosario, 21 and 1. He's got 14 KOs and he's been KO'd one time. For me, that was strike one. Yeah. He's been KO'd. I don't know who you got KO'd by, but they. I more more than likely did not have Jamel Charlo yeah. type power. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so you look at what he did against Julian Williams. He fought Jorge Cota to a split decision. Strike two. Yeah. Because Jamel Charlo took care of Cota in about four rounds. Yeah. Five rounds tops. Yep. I was like, strike two. Uh he's had some other unanimous decisions, but the biggest thing for it for me is can you last in the ring with with uh Jamel Charlo? Yeah. At one point I was super hyped about this fight. Not so much. Still either. hyped about it. Yeah. But once I saw the X's, I was like, mm, Yeah. This can't he can't be a one trick pony. Carry this over, carry this momentum into the next fight. The only thing that gives me faith that he's gonna be what he was against Julian Williams is the fact that he said this was my first official camp. I'd never been in a camp prior to my fight with Julian Williams. I was able to get not only a camp, but a full six-week camp. And he's from the Dominican Republic. That's the other thing that gives me hope. When you're from, when you're from the slums, when, when, when it's hard for you, the only thing you know is fight. And, oh. for a lot, and for a lot of fighters, that's what translates the most for us in the ring is that dog, that, that ability to fight no matter what. And it and, my, and what I believe is it comes from your upbringing. I think that has a lot to do with who you are in the ring. I didn't have the toughest upbringing. I wasn't in the streets. I wasn't a bad dude. I didn't go to jail. I wasn't in detention, all that kind of stuff. But my dad made my life hard enough for me to be hard when I have to be hard and, and carry it out when I have to carry it out. And I got a feeling that that's what Jason Rosario is bringing to the ring. So two things, the fact that he's got a full camp, 
lot like he had against Julian Williams, that gives me hope. And the fact that he's from the Dominican Republic, he knows what it feels like to fight and go through things well before you get in the boxing ring, that also gives me hope that not only can he contend, he might be able to beat Jamel Charlo. So first off, make a prediction. We're not letting you off. (laughs) Jamel Charlo decision. Okay. So I have a question from your experience, because like we've, we've all touched on with the Charlos, both of them, they just have sleepy deepy power. It hits yeah. you and it's, you're, you're donezo. Uh-huh. So you fought guys like that. You yeah. fought the two that come to mind would be Keith Thurman and Errol Spence mm-hmm. or probably the bigger punch, biggest mm-hmm. punchers. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it like strategizing in the ring? And also, cause you have to keep in mind if I mess up here, yeah. It could be a wrap. Is that something that you always keep in your mind or is it something that you just know ahead of time and then when you're in there, you can't think yeah. about that? So how much would it take you out of your strategy? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. For me, with Keith Thurman, was not a second thought. It was, I'm going in here to win. This is where I need to do the win. And it was, it was, I never cared about his power, never thought about his power. Not to say that, you know, I was like, oh, this dude can't punch. Yeah. It was just, I got skills. I'm going there and do what I do and 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 win this fight. And I think you did what somebody other people never did. Yeah. You wasn't worried about the fucking yeah. power. Yeah. People was thinking, how do I stop the power? Nobody went at Keith the way I went at Keith. Nobody has gone at Keith the way I, I, I went at Keith. Yeah. And the same obviously the same with Earl. And and obviously it was for me it was the same thing with Earl. It wasn't it wasn't boogeyman. I I had no type of boogeyman mentality. Yeah. It was yeah, that that, is, that that was so that was <laughs> so under that was so it was. Oh, do I look worried? Do I, do I look, look worried? That was yeah. so underrated. Yeah, that's one of the best yeah. moments you've had in your career. Yeah, but that uh, yeah, I, I think it's interesting from the outside watching that, and I'm like, I carried that mindset into yeah. that fight. Errol Smith Jr. gets in the ring after I win the title against Danny Garcia. He says, eh, "I want to fight Sean Porter. I want the WBC title." I'm like, "Hey, man." I already, I already told you, man. We'll, if, if, we'll, let's make it happen. Yeah. And then you know, uh, Jim Gray looks at me, says a couple things. I'm like, Jim, do I look worried? Yeah. Because I wasn't. I yeah. wasn't worried about. I said it. I'm not worried about your power. I'm not worried about everything that everybody thinks you are. I yeah. know who I am, and I know what I can do. I don't think enough people consider themselves in the boxing ring. I think a lot of guys are always concerned about what the what the what and the, that's not what the to, opponent can do. And that's not to disregard Errol. Errol is oh, again, yeah, for sure. he's a top yeah, five welterweight. Sure. So sure. I think I mean uh just your team, us, I work, I do security for Sean from the fights. I hope we all was ready to go. None of us even <laughs> it wasn't a glimpse of nah, nah, tell, yeah I'm ready to go doing fight week. Don't don't try me. But uh <laughs> Not even like that point. It was just like, hey, my man coming in to win. Yeah. We don't know what y'all talking about. Even in the hotels, we had a little thing with their team. Sean don't know about. But we we, we came to win. <laughs> we came to win. Hey, after that, they knew we was ready to go. But it was just every fight, he comes ready to go. And just, you got it. You, every, at the end of the day, you put your shoes on just like I do, my yeah. man. Mm-hmm. I think a lot, there are a lot of, and a lot of people do criticize you, but there are a lot of things people I think can criticize you about. Style wise, whatever wise, I don't think anybody can, with their heart, say, "Yeah, I think Sean Porter's ducking that guy." Or, I mm-hmm. think Sean Porter's scared to take that fight. Mm-hmm. I think that above all else. So, like when you say, "Do I look worried?" No, because I don't think I don't think if Al Heyman puts in front of you, "Hey, Daryl Spencer," you're gonna be like, "Ah, you know, I, you know, I think I really, <laughs> yeah. I really rather take an easier fight." Mm-hmm. I, I just don't. 
I don't think that's ever been something on your mindset. And back to Never. Charlo. So if he gets hit with one of Charlo's killers and he takes him, is that mentally like, oh, I just hit this guy with some stuff and he ain't go nowhere. That happened to me, but I was younger when I, 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 I was hitting a guy and he was taking everything that I had. Also happened in your last fight, in all fairness. Uh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Carry yeah. on with your story. But when you're a young fighter, that anybody yeah, else is I, frustrated. I do night, think night. that when you're a young fighter, that does play on your mind. Yeah. I mean, this fight that I just had with Formella, it was like, keep going. Yeah. I, I did not think I was going 12 rounds that night. Yeah. And I think the eighth round was like, damn, yeah. I'm about to go 12 rounds. We, we've seen that. I can't think, there are definitely examples, but I can't think of off, off the top where a fighter comes in there with that just, you know, knockout power, just just putting people down and then they don't early mm-hmm. and then you get to the middle of the fight and it's like wait a second yeah this guy's still here in front of me and- i don't i don't know about any fights but i know about my fight specifically yeah. julio diaz the very first fight that i had yeah. when he was still there near the near the middle of the fight yeah i started questioning myself yeah i started i started thinking like this dude is walking through everything he's gonna beat me i mean like i had all these crazy thoughts yeah but when you're young and it's and it's and you're relying on raw talent you're not strategizing for a fight. You're not really uh, experienced enough to understand like, hey, keep boxing, change this, do that, you know, make these different adjustments. Guys like the Charlos, that that could be a problem for them. Yeah. Because when, you, when you're not used to seeing somebody take your, your power, it's going to play a mind game on you. And uh, I got a feeling that Rosario's got some power to give him of his own. So I'm back hyped about that fight. Yeah. I'm back. High he, he went. Yeah, 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 I went. Yeah. Hey, man, listen. That's Bra- how honestly I but was. But the Browns lost today, so it's gonna be an emotional hey, up yeah. in the roller coaster for me yeah. today. It is what it is. So, so to touch quickly on the price of the fight, we kind of talked about ahead of time. So it is seven seventy eight ninety five. Yeah. So a big thing with fight parties <laughs> is you can't have a fight party right now, really. So to speak. So if that price again, people are people are struggling. We're going through a pandemic. They're trying to figure out their next meal rather than you yeah. know the rent, yeah. rather than spending you know seventy five dollars on yeah. a fight. So in the past, we've I mean, we've all done it where you know you say oh you know I'll I'll be the one that hosts it. I'll put the money up. Right, 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 right. Come through, kick me five bucks, whatever. Right. You can't really do that right now. Right. Because of the pandemic. Right. So it's going to be interesting to see if people are willing to. I think overall it's a good enough card where people. Could be interested enough mm-hmm. to do it. And I think the Charlos have enough mainstream crossover where they could do that. Mm-hmm. But it's gonna be interesting, I think, what the numbers are. I got two things and then we're and then we're out of here. Number one, I think five fans are gonna buy this fight. I think that general fans of sports are gonna buy this fight. I think, like you just said, the card is good enough up and down, and you yeah. got a long night of boxing yeah. where you feel like you're at get, like four o'clock Pacific time. You're gonna get your money's worth oh, with this in, entire night, not in cards. It's an event. Yeah. yeah. And then the other thing that I know, boxing fans are crazy. We gonna get together, we gonna kick in responsibly. <laughs> and responsibly. responsibly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we gonna make it happen. I ain't wanna say nothing. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of feel like my son. He, he he added to the show, but he also took away from the show. Oh yeah, that's gonna be something. Me running out. Yeah, 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 that was one. Hey, listen. I think you added to it. I hope yeah, y'all yeah. enjoyed what y'all saw. Please check Heard. us out next week. Oh. I got to do this. Yeah, I got to do this. So football kicked off Thursday officially. Sunday, big day for me and my Browns. We going at it on Thursday night next week, uh, and then and then Sunday we got a special guest coming to y'all. 
This dude is one of the baddest dudes in the NBA. Not only that, he's one of the biggest fans of boxing that I know personally. A dog. A dog on top, the court. Dog. Top five athlete rapper all time. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dame Dollar Damien, Dame Litter is coming to check us out. He's going to talk to us about uh, his tweet. I said, hey, man, I saw you make that tweet. Come on the show. I got you. Let's make it happen. He said, absolutely. I love boxing. He, he didn't say, man, I'm going to support you. He said, absolutely. I love boxing. I said, man, I know you do. I can't make, wait to make the, make the world know, uh, known, make it known to the world that you love the sport as well. So y'all check us out next week. Can I, should I update it? Like next Tuesday? Yeah. Why yeah. not? Next Tuesday. Check it out. Dame Dollar is on the show. God bless y'all. Don't pull it away. <laughs> Take care, y'all. A nature trail is more than a path. It's a place for laughter, self-reflection, and a breath of fresh air. All Trails Plus helps you plan your next hike so you can relax and enjoy the journey. Discover new trails near you with the distance away feature and get immersive trail previews and offline maps so you can take those exciting first steps with confidence. Get outside today with three free months of All Trails Plus. Just use code PODCAST23 at alltrails.com slash podcast. That's three months free at alltrails.com slash podcast with code PODCAST23.